Janine, this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Standing by to join me is Jess Devaney. She's producer of the film Pray Away, a powerful look at the Pray, Pray the Gay Away movement. And I really thought this film was incredible. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's a pleasure how, to be here. How did, uh, how did you come up with the idea for the film? So um, actually the, the director, Christine Salakis, um, she had an uncle who went through conversion therapy for decades after coming out as trans as a child. And um, she had been working on the film for a couple of years, developing access and the approach um, through the perspective of former leaders. And I was connected with her um, through an executive producer that we often work with at Multitude Films. His name is Daniel Chelfin. Um, and he was an advisor for her through a student BAFTA awards um, committee. And he knew that I grew up queer and evangelical in Central Florida and, and would just have a personal connection to this. And, mm -hmm. and I saw the materials that Christine had and the access that she had. And it was to, it was to people who were household names in, in my home and church growing up and whose sure. books I read or whose talks I've seen. And not only that, like not only did she have incredible access to this range of leadership, but she also was approaching it with a real nuance and complexity that understood that this movement thrives on um, internalized homophobia and then that being wielded outward and, yes. and that approach and that understanding, I was like, we have, this is a film we have to be involved yeah. in. Was it hard to get subjects to share their pers very personal stories? Christine is a really impressive new director um, and I'm excited to, to, you know, bring her work to audiences. And she has a, a real sensitivity and um, structured the shoots for this film. We had really, really small intimate crews. Christine herself often ran sound in order to keep the people in the room less so that people, the, the interviewees could really feel that intimacy. Um, and so, so that was a really big contributing factor. And a lot of people often ask, particularly about um, Jeffrey, who is the person in the film who identifies as formerly trans, yeah. like, why would he, how'd you get his participation? Why would he do that? And we were very forthright about um, the perspective of the film overall and, and why we wanted him to, you know, show his perspective as a current leader in, in the movement of conversion therapy. And he agreed to participate fairly swiftly. Um, and we just showed him the film a couple of weeks ago in Tennessee. We went in person to screen it for him ahead of the launch. And he shared that he felt really accurately represented. And even Great. though the overarching film disagrees yeah. with his perspective. Yeah. It's so interesting how, I, first of all, I love the structure of the film. Because a lot of people walk around in life thinking, you know, what's wrong with me? Uh, I don't, you know, I shouldn't be like this. So they live with a tremendous amount of guilt. And Exodus, that started in the 70s. Wow. I mean, just, I, I love the whole shift of people being part of that. And then the people, the survivors, and I won't give too much away, but just 
how they're living their true selves right now. Mm. Yeah, you know, so prior to the period where the American Psychological Association you know, defined homosexuality as a, as a mental disorder in that, in that phase of history, all therapists for them, like many, many licensed therapists were conversion therapists. And then when that was overturned, the church kind of stepped up and filled this gap. And now we have many unlicensed pastors and just people in ministry who have no background in in psychology or psychiatry or any, any form therapeutic practices, you know, um, running these programs and, and doing this work, which is, which is just incredibly wild. It is, it is. Um, the statistic that it's at the end of the film, 700,000 people have gone through conversion therapy. Mm -hmm. That's a huge number. It's really, really prevalent and, and something that was interesting, um, you know, we, we made this movie to show that conversion therapy is is still happening now. It's not a thing of the past and it's happening widely. And the main, the primary response of mainstream evangelical Christians to LGBTQ folks in their communities is some form of conversion therapy that, that either through changing in their sexual orientation or celibacy and, and, and not practicing that they, they overcome those, those attractions and those feelings. Um, and it was, it was also really interesting in raising financing for the film. We got a lot of questions about like, is this still really happening? You know, it's mostly like coastal LA, New York kind of based financiers and funders. And, you know, many wondered like, is this the most urgent issue in the LGBTQ community? Like as though, you know, A, we can only tell stories about our trauma or B, you know, we have to like rank what is the most, you know, urgent. And, and that process was really telling in terms of what progressive communities who are not queer um, perceive in terms of the, the oppression and, and the function of social, social homophobia and transphobia. I mean, I think it's really comes down to a mental health issue. Mm. A huge mental health issue, which Absolutely. is on the forefront right now. I mean, it was here and before the pandemic and now it's, you know, increased because of the pandemic. So I think you coming out with this film is very timely and is very essential because, you know, people still walk around thinking they have a say in people's sexuality when it comes down to a personal choice, you know. And um, I, I just thought the film really captured just the struggles and mm. the, the emotional, mental duress that people experience. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really that, you know, it doesn't matter the debate of whether conversion therapy works or not. Right. It doesn't. It's, it's, you know, rejected by every mainstream psychological organization. At the same time, regardless of whether it works or doesn't work, we want the film to show that it, that it causes harm and it consistently causes harm. Um, And I really see that through Julie's story and the survivor circle and. um, Sure. Well, and then you think about the people that were part of the conversion therapy that have come out as gay. Absolutely. 
you know, Absolutely. that they were thinking, oh, I need to do this. I need to get this out of me and live a different life when they were really denying who they were. Yeah. And it's, it's really complex in that, you know, folks, LGBTQ folks in faith communities who want to remain a part of those faith communities are held out this kind of carrot of hope that, that they can be like free from their queer desires. And, and that, that is like the path toward righteousness, or that's the path toward getting to be a part of this community. Um, and it's, it's a really false and damaging, harmful carrot. Definitely. Definitely. Like you have to choose yeah. one or the other, you know? Um, I remember reading Glennon Doyle's book. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a, an example where she can live her true self in her, and her be genuine to her life and, and be religious, mm -hmm. you know, and, and her faith is very accepting, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, not everybody is. She was, I remember her saying how people would criticize her, you know, but she is who she is and she's still a religious person, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's, and there's a number of, you know, affirming communities of faith all around the country, but we also wanted to get at in the film, the way that the religious right particularly weaponizes homophobia to drum up fear among the voting base in order to push policy or put yes people in office and 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 you see that pretty clearly around the prop eight section yes what else would you like people to know about the film without giving too much away i would like people to know that the film is going to be available globally on netflix and and we have um, on our website prayawayfilm.com a number of mental health resources including a discussion guide um, for viewers that 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 can help with if folks want to do you know screening screening parties like yeah. view, virtual viewing parties or or if if they just need grounding exercises support hotlines legal support or other kinds of support in the wake of of their viewing experience that's great and what can people expect because we didn't have you give a synopsis of the film Right. So Pray Away really looks at the history and continuation of the Pray Away the Gay movement um, through the eyes of former leaders who have since denounced the movement, um, as well as a survivor of, of conversion therapy and, and a current leader of, of today's front line of the movement. I love it. Um, anything else you'd like to add about the film? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I want to ask you this. What did it feel like to finally have this done, to have this film made? This was a really wild experience in that we finished the film and were set to premiere at Tribeca 2020 and got mm. the news about six weeks before the festival, you know, all geared, we were firing on all cylinders toward the sure. lawn. Um, and, and, and then the festival quickly pivoted to virtual and we had to make the, the call about what would be the best strategy to sell the film and secure the kind of mainstream global distribution that we wanted. And many films took the virtual film festival route and, and I loved seeing the creativity of those different launches. And we were like, okay, we're gonna hold this film because of the, the, the way that we want to 
to structure our, our engagement campaign around the film, we need like a high profile and global kind of launch and that sure. needs to be coordinated. Okay. And so we held back the film completely. Um, we, we just did a few select reviews alongside the, the Tribeca 2020 festival with no screenings at all, no wow. virtual screenings and held back the film, sold it to Netflix and debuted at Tribeca 2021 in person outside. And so it was the most long anticipated launch after a film's completion. And, and now we get to bring it to audiences around the world tomorrow. But think about it. You just said, oh, I sold it to Netflix. You know, I mean, maybe waiting. Yeah. yeah. Waiting yeah. is probably a good thing. And getting to work with Ryan Murphy and, yeah. and the platform that he brings is just really, right. we couldn't have asked for anything. Yeah. I also feel like younger generations watching this will feel heard. They will feel a sense of not being, um, you know, just not, not loved, not accepted, because I'm sure they so many people are not loved and accepted, but just knowing there are people that, you know, can relate to what they're going through. Mm, I really, I really hope so. And we have been hearing from a number of survivors, as well as youth who are currently experiencing conversion therapy and are organizing watch parties um, right. with their peers. And we're getting messages on, on our social accounts every day. Um, and that has been really, really inspiring. Right. You know, one thing that struck me too, it's, it was earlier on the film, I forget who said it, but they were saying how you know, things happen to people, you know, uh, whether it's physical violence or whatever it is, they don't have a good relationship with their parent and then they become gay. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, but they're more fulfilled perhaps that they have this love, it's same sex love, but who's to say that that is wrong? Yeah, it's so interesting, this whole like, you know, there's like the Christian rationalization for what makes people gay and then yeah. you know our our communities you know queer rights movement really took the approach of like born this way and for some of my friends and ex-partners and whatever it really felt born this way and for me that wasn't my exact experience and I don't want I don't want to, to have to justify my queerness uh, as like innate and and right immovable for yes. it to be accepted and yes. a gift and a treasure. Right. I uh, recently, a family member said to me, um, she's in her eighties, uh, that a neighbor is, uh, used to be married, but now they have a partner and it's a woman. And that, my reaction was great. You know, yeah. and, and she, she needed a little perspective. She goes, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Should she be alone? And lonely or she found love later in life yay yeah that's exciting may we all be so lucky right exactly can you throw yeah. out your website one more time prayawayfilm.com okay fantastic and if people want to reach out to you are you on social media or anywhere to be found also at prayawayfilm on all of the usual suspects fantastic yeah. thank you so much jess i really enjoyed so chatting with you really congratulations great. thank you